Hi, my name is Alicia. Today I want to talk to you about a subject that is way bigger than all of us. The influence of the society that we created. I want to talk about how the Dutch society created 17 million individuals and how continuing this process will become our downfall. I am sure you've heard about the Netherlands and its characteristics. Whenever I talk to a foreigner and I mention that I'm from the Netherlands, the first thing that come to mind is the red light district, weed, the LGBTQ plus community, freedom of speech, democracy, and the ability to be yourself. Most of the people I meet speak rather highly of the Netherlands and seem very excited about visiting. Although I am glad that my country brings up positive thoughts, I do not agree with this image and expectations that they have. To me, being Dutch means being independent, future-oriented, and competitive. And where these qualities once held a positive meaning, for me they no longer contain that. I believe that the good qualities we once marched and fought so hard for to achieve in the 60s, that we've completely missed a mark here. We have reached our goal a long time ago, but we continued searching for more and more. We so eagerly wanted to be individuals in a democratic society that we ended up creating lonely human beings not capable of teamwork, not capable of trust, and always striving for more. We have created a very lonely society. How ideals get formed. So let me start by explaining that every society has their own qualities and characteristics. But as a society, we are the ones that create these characteristics. And with every quality we introduce, we are slowly creating a common ideal. When an ideal is formed, so are flaws. Unconsciously, we create ideals for various categories, such as appearances, work, behavior, and relationships. To make this more specific, in the Netherlands, the overall ideal is being blonde and having blue eyes. Don't have too many relationships. Settle down in your 20s and get married. Once you both have a steady job, now this will be around your late 20s, you can start talking about children. In terms of behavior, Dutch people do not appreciate people who are extremely quiet and never speak their minds. We value opinions. But we are also not a fan of overly enthusiastic people and or arrogant ones. So try to stay in between these lines. Got it so far? So for every category, there are unwritten rules that apply. These rules altogether form the foundation for these ideals. Now everything that doesn't go along these rules are considered deviations. When a large group of inhabitants live up to these ideals, others will follow. And in the end, we will be the ones nurturing each other with ideals, which will get adjusted over time, creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. The beginning of individual freedom. So now that I have explained how ideals get created, let's go back to the early 60s. It was a totally different country back then. Our society was extremely compartmentalized. People were supposed to belong to certain groups and to act accordingly. My ancestors, family and fellow inhabitants were busy fighting against this. They wanted more freedom, more independence and more respect. Behrens 2013 tells us that the Roaring Sixties, which was filled with protest, demonstrations and an uprising crowd, divided the nation into two groups, the warriors and the disappointed. Now, even though people got divided by the tools they used to reach their goals, they were united in one front, the fight for personal development, also known as individualization. 
This was the start of the fight for individual freedom. And over the years, many things changed, but our fight did not. We simply shifted this fight to other areas, such as equal rights, sexual freedom, emancipation, and freedom theology. Verhagen 2018. Now all these evolutions come from personal desires, and I am proud that my ancestors fought for my freedom. However, since we never stopped, we kind of went overboard with it, and we now find ourselves on the other side of the spectrum. We live in a country with 17 million individuals that feel lonely, and I am starting to believe that we have created a different battle to fight for today. How our society creates mental disorders. So let's skip to the important part. In a society formed by individuals, we get used to purely relying on ourselves and our social trust becomes very low. When our social trust becomes low, we feel like we always need to be walking on our toes. Trust only yourself and be aware that no one takes advantage of you. In these kind of climates, the inevitable consequence is loneliness. Verhaga 2018 is a psychoanalytic and a teacher of psychodiagnostics at the University of Belgium. He states that every society that relies on competition and individualization sees an increase in social fear and depression. Ever since the year 2000, we experienced a large wave of mental disorders. But what was so strange about this wasn't only the increase of these cases, but the context behind it. The cause of these disorders had shifted. The underlying problem of many of these cases were caused by the work environment, instead of family status and our sexual indications. Verhagen explains that in a society based on individuals, we subconsciously try to compete with one another. We must understand that the human being is naturally a competitive, but also a social creature. And this is where it gets tricky. Where the neoliberalism, which was founded in 1938, is putting emphasis on the competitive aspect, they are denying the second, the social aspect creating an individual, competitive environment in which we slowly but gradually lose contact with each other. So it's not the competitive part or the individualization that is so dangerous, but it is a combination of the two that will become our downfall. How our society introduced competition. So the feeling of loneliness that we experience is a consequence of a competitive mindset. We are a united society yet we all operate by ourselves, and the social trust has become very low. This competitive mindset was first introduced by the corporate culture, and to be even more specific, by the American energy company Enron. Enron believed that competition between co-workers would spike the productivity and ultimately increase their profit. Well, comparing your numbers with a colleagues seemed to be effective. However, not effective enough. So they introduced a different factor, social fear. They had decided that every year they would make a list of everyone's performances, and every one out of five that performed the least would get fired. This caused paranoia and resulted in people falsifying numbers and teamwork slowly disappearing. Eventually, Enron went bankrupt. Now you would think that this would be the end of this business model, but against all odds, the Enron model became the standard for many other companies. Competition also slowly started to affect education. Everybody became their own entrepreneurs, responsible for their own success. After competition was implemented in the work environment and the field of education, it made its introduction to our social lives, making our naturally competitive mindset grow and our social one decline. 
Imagine a world where being a good nurse gets overshadowed by competition. A world wherein you as a nurse must compare the time it takes you to get an elderly woman in her bed with your colleagues. That doesn't sound like a very humane society to me. So what now? Because these changes have been happening ever since the 60s, we don't visually see that our country is still changing. What I think is important is that we recognize the problems we are now facing and that we are on the verge of becoming a very toxic society. What I want to accomplish is that people acknowledge these changes and that we are all responsible for each other's happiness. Based on research done by the GGD, CBS and the RIVM in 2016, it appears that every one out of three people claims to feel lonely. So I think it's about time we stop comparing ourselves with each other and stop trying to be better. Let's enjoy each other's company, work together with your co-workers, learn from your peers and let's not be afraid of making conversation. It's time to reconnect with others and we should start today. My name is Alicia and I want to thank you for listening to my podcast.